With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. The episode you're about to listen to will not feature me, Cody Crane. Don't worry, I didn't die. I slept in my alarm. I don't know what happened. My phone died. I slept for a amount of time that didn't seem humanly possible. But we have a great episode today with Michael Balazzo as the guest. And Joel is still here. He didn't sleep in. Only one of us did. And stick around for the end of this episode because I will give you the update on Ozzy's hog that you've been wanting. What did Ozzy say to the message? Should I send him more? Find out at the end of the episode with a little outro. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is mass singer on TV and podcasts on your phone. But where's a good old-fashioned podcast to talk about the mass singer? It's us. I'm Joel Edmiston. And uh, Cody uh, was a little late today, so I've started recording without him. I, um, he'll, he'll probably join um, at some point. Hopefully he's not mad. But uh, we have a great guest, so I thought, why not just start recording right now? It's Master Impressionist, Jay Farrow. Hey, Joel. Great to see you once more. <laughs> I'm uh, just joking. Um, uh, it's not Jay Farrow. Well, it's Jay Farrow uh, impersonating Michael Balazzo. Yes. Uh, thanks for having me, Joel. And you're right. I, am, I consider myself to be Canada's Jay Farrow in that I'm uh, known for my amazing impressions and um, people are always wondering what happened to my career. Yeah, what the? I was about to say that. I was about to say, what happened to your career, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, I was thinking about Jay Farrow. But uh, Michael, you've uh, just watched your first episode of The Masked Singer. Yes, and what an episode it was. Their mm-hmm. Thanksgiving spectacular. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I have to thank you for introducing me to this world. I- I've made, the funny thing is I've made... Tons of jokes over the years about the different Masked Singer characters, especially Banana. I'm always, I've, I've tweeted a bunch about Banana and stuff, but I've never actually Michael. watched it. I was a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to hold your feet to the fire because once we started doing this uh, Masked Singer coverage, uh, when Survivor stopped, I was like, I, I need to get, we need to get Michael Balazzo to, to, re- to put, put his money where his mouth is. Absolutely. Well, thank you for holding me accountable. And uh, where, does, uh, where does Broccoli um, rank in terms of your uh, um, 
I don't know what 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 it is that makes you love the, the, the banana and egg, the people you've tweeted about in the past. But where does broccoli rank for the in that now? Now that you've seen an actual performance by by broccoli. Now broccoli, <laughs> I I know we'll talk about broccoli's performance later at length. Uh, briefly, I enjoyed it. I was enthralled. I loved it. But compared to characters like egg or banana or even baby alien, right? Broccoli. To me, it, it just as a as a Muppet puppet isn't as exciting. But what the performer did with broccoli was astounding. That's that's the that's where you're like, oh, okay, broccoli's an all-timers when he opens his mouth. Yeah, and, and starts uh, uh, starts grooving yeah, slowly. Exactly. And yeah. I I can't tell if the belly was like a fat suit or if Paul Anka really has that that belly there. Oh, spoiler alert! I guess we're allowed to. Oh, the episode is aired, right? Yeah, all right. Aired. I th- we we assume yeah. people have already watched the episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah, I wonder. Was Paul Anka? Uh, is it? Yeah. Was it the? Was the belly part of the costume? Is Paul Anka sort of letting himself go during lockdown, like so many of us? Mm-hmm. Or is he? At, you know, I'd love to see him totally naked and see what the hell's going on. <laughs> maybe that should be mass singer after hours where they they make the people take off all the end they they go into the dressing room and watch the person take off the entire costume and then stand stark naked for five minutes and then like a team of scientists poke and prod them and sort of weigh them and shine bright lights on them i'd love to see someone do that to paul anka and he'd be that'd be great and, yeah and i would have loved to see it for bob saget a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and for uh buster rhymes mickey rourke mickey rourke now there's a there's a former a-lister that i didn't expect to see involved yeah. in the world of masked singer yeah and he he didn't even let them unmask him either he just took his mask right off he said i don't like this i don't like this <laughs> yeah how long ago like, remember how he had the the big comeback with the wrestler? I'm sure mm-hmm. you, you guys talk about this, but everyone was like, oh, he's back. He looks weird, but he's back, and that was an amazing performance. And then a few years later, he's, he's you know, some yeah. would say debased himself by appearing on The Masked Singer. Yeah, well, I mean, the the wrestler didn't uh, – he – I feel like his his – this is so stupid, and I hate Oscar politics, but it was his sort of, like, nonchalantness at the Oscars and bringing his dogs to the – red carpet and all this stuff that made people be like yeah fuck this guy he's he's just the way he used to be there's nothing's changed like the wrestler was such a perfect perfect casting for him that i I think people struggled with finding roles for him that that uh, were as perfect as the wrestler because he was in iron man 2 right which i think is the worst marvel movie i don't know if you have an opinion on that i actually i don't know no, I mean he play. He has a Russian accent in it, and it's a really bad accent. Well, and now here he is on the, the mass singer. singer. Yeah. And does he have a? Does he have a face tattoo, or was that part of the? Because he had something like this weird pink diamond on his cheek, and I can't imagine that was part of the costume he was wearing because it would have covered it. Maybe he he thought the mass Singer was you have to do a face tattoo and then they caught him they're like, you don't need to put a face tattoo on we have an actual mask. He's like, oh, okay I'll stop. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, people he, he's he, he, he probably would be pretty upset to hear us talking shit about him like this. Yeah. But do you, think, um, do you think you could take Mickey Rourke, Michael? Well, he's 
I guess he was in pretty good shape for the wrestler, but that's already a, what, 10 years ago? I could probably destroy him. Yeah. Um, especially if he had his back turned to me and I had the advantage and I, like, a, I don't know, stabbed him or yeah, broke yeah. a chair on his neck or something. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I would probably want to, or shoot him. I would want to have some sort of upper hand there. Yeah. yeah. I would like to have some sort of higher ground or a, a gun. ideally I'd like him to have his back to me. He doesn't know I'm in the room and I just shoot him in the back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think he'd stand a chance in that situation. You're certainly uh, Canada's gun guy too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're always loaded. Yeah. Um, I will say that Paul Anka, I could definitely beat the shit out of, even if I didn't have the upper, upper ground. Or no, the guy, the guy seems, I mean, he's small. He's quite old. I think he's 79. He, was, he seems arthritic. He was moving slowly in that costume. Mm-hmm. So he's already got arthritis or something. Then he's also weighed down by this broccoli costume. You could do some real damage to him, I'm sure. Yeah, imagine beating the shit out of Paul <laughs> while he's wearing the broccoli costume. <laughs> he's just, oh, oh, like he's got these big hands too. Yeah, he's got huge hands. The moment where now, when just like the the big um, climactic moment where they're like, "Who is it? Who is broccoli?" And then Nick it Cannon so tried. Long, right? They tried to help him take the head off, and he, whoever Broccoli was, seemed elderly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh God, he's gonna rip! He's gonna like pop his head off while he's <laughs> he's gonna break this old man's neck taking the broccoli head off." And it is the headless horseman. <laughs> and then when they took the head off, Paul Anka, his old seventy-nine-year-old head, he's covered in sweat. He's plastic surgery out the mm-hmm. wazoo, and his hair is all fucked up. He looked insane. I loved it. <laughs> What did he sing tonight? Old time rock and roll. Old time rock and roll. I feel like he's saying that every week. I can't. I can't remember the other songs he's sang, but it's always something like that. Like, oh, has he been on before? Well, this is a, his third episode. He's he's. Oh made right, it, right, right. Yeah, he's made it three episodes. The other people in his, I think it was Wendy Williams got unmasked and Bob Saget. So right. I guess I was I was thinking that Paul Anka. Sorry, that Broccoli wasn't like a, a proper performer. I thought he was just like <laughs> a charismatic, you know, performer, but not like a singer. Because I didn't, I wasn't very impressed by his other performances. So I was there surprised was a when it was. Paul yeah. Anka. I mean, definite elder energy to his performance yeah. of old time rock and roll. Um, he, as I said before, he was kind of moving slowly, seemed mm-hmm. to have some sort of back issues or something. And it's funny when he did the uh, little like clue segment of like, who am I? He led, he seemed very horny as well. Cause he was yeah. like, I, in my career, <laughs> ladies love me and I love them back. And then when they asked him like, what's your, cause it was the Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. They were like, what's your ideal Thanksgiving meal? And he said like some Turkey and a 42 year old from Chicago. <laughs> what the, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> And uh, I like to uh, um, uh, perform cunnilingus on a, a middle-aged woman in Chicago, Illinois. Imagine his sweating head with the fucked up hair in the broccoli costume, just, yeah, eating out a woman. Legend, Paul Anka. Yeah, in another week, he's hit on uh, Jenny McCarthy and Nicole Scherzinger as well. 
and yeah and now they've put a face to their uh, secret admirer and they can choose yeah. whether they want him to eat them out or not yeah maybe back backstage he can do that also uh he he puts his money where his mouth is in terms of being horny because he he mentioned that he has a 14 year old son and he's 79 years old which means he conceived his son at the age of 65, <laughs> which is fine. You know, he's, he's got, you know, money to leave to this kid, but he probably won't be there much longer. He probably won't see the kid graduate high school for yeah, sure. It is a thing that a lot of these like old rich men do, eh? Like they just decide that they're going to yeah. have another kid at like whatever age. And it's like, don't you, and it's like, they're like second or sometimes third family. And it's like, your kid's going to be like 21 when you die. Have you, do you thought about that? It's like nagging your child. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. It's, it's certainly setting them up for some sort of like complex as well. Like you're, you have a grandfather for a father. Yeah. And then like, imagine Paul Anka's 14 year old son, all the other kids at high school are like, Hey, my dad's, we're going camping this weekend or whatever. We're going to a baseball game. And, uh, He's like, yeah, my dad's almost 80 and he played an insane looking broccoli man on, <laughs> on this show. Yeah, it's like, and talked about how horny he was. <laughs> <laughs> talked about going down on a woman from Chicago. He also made, I wrote it down because it, it really moved me after he was unmasked and he didn't you know, move on to the next round. He said, um, quote, we have gone through something in our country. And to have this kind of fun and enjoy this, like this, you should all be very proud. (laughs) (laughs) You should all be proud of yourself. Ken, John, give yourself a pat on the back. Right. Uh, Oh, and Ken, we didn't even talk about Ken's funny joke off the top. Oh, uh, when he came out with a uh, turkey on his head? Yeah, so they they started the show and all the, the... judges were there except for ken and i was like oh shit did something did something bad happen to to ken where is he and died from coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) but then it was part of a gag Mm -hmm. and he came out and here was the joke he came out with a turkey hat Mm -hmm. and it was like uh didn't you all get the email we have to dress up like thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner of course yeah it was it was truly hilarious i actually thought they must have like uh like a Dan Harmon or, or, or like a, a genius on the writer in the writer's room or something like that. I mean, that kind of joke in the wrong hands could have fallen flat. Um, mm-hmm. But when you combine the writing talent and the performance of Dr. Ken, it was wonderful. Speaking of jokes, um, it is every comedian's dream to do a impression of a celebrity and then have Robin Thicke, instead of laugh, clap and say, <laughs> Yeah, Jay Farrow came in with the heat. He did several impressions. He did... Um, Terrence whoa. Howard right off the top. Now, Terrence Howard, that's the, the, the impression, you know, everyone's got a Terrence Howard that they do if they're an impersonator. But no one can capture Terrence Howard quite like Jay Farrow, you know? <laughs> it, I'll, I'll say it was a pretty good impression, but I, like, yeah. I guess <clears throat> people, like, they, they put, like, the... the the Terrence Howard's face over top of his face, just for all the people who who don't know who Terrence Howard is by his name. Yeah. 
and yeah, Robin Thicke was losing it, and everyone yeah. was like, they show the they cut to the audience who I guess are. It's pre-recorded, so right. like they they're not there to laugh at Jay Farrow's jokes. That's all edited in. So would you be mad if you were watching that episode and then they cut to you in the audience laughing at Jay Farrow's <laughs> Terrence Howard? You're like, actually, if I had been there, I wouldn't have laughed that much. <laughs> that's, that'd be that's a funny way to cancel somebody too. If Jay Farrow <laughs> does like a, I don't know, like a Hitler impression, and it's like it's very sort of like you're not, <laughs> you're not sure if he's like actually joking or, or agreeing with Hitler at all, and then yeah. you cut to me, and I'm like, <laughs> I agree with that. It's a that'd bad be, look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I Jay Farrow. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, then I would have a problem with it. Is what I was say, yeah. <laughs> they sort of had him on to i mean they just forced him to do impressions and he did throughout the show yeah terrence howard uh kevin hart and the rock as well and he did will smith the will smith one actually was the one i was most impressed with i was like i've never heard anyone do a will smith impression before yeah and i thought my favorite uh, just to be serious for a second my favorite impersonations are ones that you don't think are are distinct enough to have an impression so when you hear, like, when you hear, like, so you don't, like, listen to Will Smith and think, oh, he has a distinctive voice, and then somebody, like, captures it pretty well, you're like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. That's funny. That's Pharaoh's bread and butter, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he's so famous. And so, why did uh, Lorne let him go? What happened? Yeah. Did that actually, did he let him go? Did he fire him? I have no idea why Jay Farrow left mm-hmm. SNL, but, you know, I bet Lorne is, if Lorne was watching him do his Terrence Howard, He'd be kicking himself right now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Jay Farrow, uh, if they can't get, because Terrence Howard is famously very prickly. If they can't get Terrence (laughs) Howard to host (laughs) SNL, they can get Jay Farrow to host SNL as Terrence Howard. That would be amazing. And I don't know why they've never tried that, to have someone do an entire, yeah. Well, they've done, they've had Paul Rubens host as Pee Wee Herman. So that's the closest, maybe the closest. I don't know. And does he just play Pee Wee in different, situations yes. yeah it's actually huh. it's uh, like i've watched that episode it's a very funny episode of the show because you have like peewee just like interacting with all these like uh 90s snl characters pretty funny so would it have been like lovitz and victoria jackson and phil hartman and stuff uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's nice. like you know uh lovitz lying character where he's like yeah yeah that's the ticket yes it's yeah. that guy and peewee herman in a jail cell it's a pretty cl- <laughs> funny sketch <laughs> um excellent yeah i i it could have been Pee Wee herman I, did you have any guesses for broccoli before they before they took the the mask off i mean i had my suspicions that it was a, a man like in his 70s or 80s because I, it can't be overstated how slowly broccoli was moving around and yeah. grooving on stage and, and I, I said like. this before we started recording but I, I i thought it was going to be martin sheen Martin Sheen. The body type. I just thought it was Martin Sheen. At one point, they had a sort of wide shot of Broccoli standing. He was sort of flanked by the men in black. And Broccoli looked to be about four feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like a small older man. Yeah. (laughs) But but even even with the the, the, the big Broccoli uh, helmet, he looked like he was four feet tall. I guess um, Danny DeVito uh, right. also I've, came to mind. but Somebody guessed him earlier on in the season, I'm pretty sure, too. Mm. Or no, I think Ken Jong 
guessed baby alien was Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, but you, you, you said you, you've, you, you heard about the whole baby a- alien foot fiasco. Yes. I did not. No, I saw when they, when they, um, debuted baby alien and my god the judges lost their minds the yeah. the cutaway audience went insane it and rightfully so the fir- the very first puppet everybody thought it was going to be jeff dunham people thought it was i thought it was dave coulier the original def- jeff dunham yeah. um people thought it was you know everybody thought it was a comedian and then it was like this guy named mark sanchez or something like that a, like a, a, a nfl quarterback who like retired years ago five oh. years ago and everyone's like Oh, okay. Oh, what? <laughs> no, not him. <laughs> yeah, it, it can't be. I like that a lot of the guesses seem to be, they like way over overshoot. It's like, they always guess it's like an A-lister dressed up as a jellyfish or something. Like that's Tom <laughs> Hanks in there. <laughs> yeah, they guess Bill Murray with yeah. broccoli. Like Bill Murray, like... If you knew Bill Murray's personality at all, you know, the last thing he would be doing would be was would be to be broccoli. <laughs> but yeah, because you they guess the A-listers, and then you in their like clues segment, it's always like a story like I was on top for a while, and then I had a dark period where I had no work, and yeah. um, and then that's you're like, that's the that's the clue package for mm-hmm. every mass singer. I, I, I pointed this I noticed that earlier on in the season. It's always, yeah. I was on top and then there's always a redemption arc in all of the, the first clue packages. It's very yeah. strange. I, well, I mean, obviously, I guess with the kind of, you know, the career path in, in your trajectory of your career path, you're maybe on the bottom or close to the bottom of, of your like fame. If you're yeah. going to want to use mass singer as a redemption tool. It's never like I was just this year nominated for an Oscar for best performance in a film. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm, I'm capping at, off the year with. <laughs> I'm at the very top of my career. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was just uh, um, given the Nobel Peace Prize. So let's uh, let's talk about Mushroom and Jellyfish. What do you think of their performances tonight? Um, Mushroom, let me see. I had some notes here. Thanks for uh, taking notes. No one's ever done that. Not even me or Cody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took this very seriously. And I, I'd like to point out that this is uh, an episode that almost never happened. Some would say it's a cursed episode. I believe this is our third or fourth attempt to make this happen. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and then uh, the 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 curse kept going through the week. In that we were supposed to record yesterday morning, and then we realized that Mass Singer got pushed to Thursday because of Thanksgiving. And then today yeah. we were waiting around for Cody, and he still hasn't joined. So I'm glad we started recording when we did. And we were supposed to record uh, in person and meet at Adamson Barbecue to record this, <laughs> and now we can't do that. Yeah, I know. That damn police state. (laughs) Shutting down our freedoms. God damn it. Um, But Mushroom, according to my notes here, um, Mushroom blew everyone away, and there was some uh, debate over Mushroom's gender. Uh, One of the judges was like, at first I thought you were a woman, but now Mm. I think you're a man. 
And then, and, and then Mushroom said that they changed their name. Right. At some point. So I was like, okay, are we getting into weird waters here? Like, or, or have the, 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 the judges misgendered them in a way that's like transphobic, you know what I mean? And then they're, they're like a trans person. Like I wasn't sure. Right. And with, with the host and judging uh, judges you have there, it's a who's who of sort of uh bad politics up yes. there on that stage. Yeah, I know. Well, the Mass Singer is all about redemption arcs. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. surprised. Like, you have an anti-vaxxer, you have a guy who was who made a uh, the blurred lines, and then he was mm-hmm. exiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you have Nick Cannon, Nick uh, Cannon. Of, of his uh, anti-Semitic uh, podcast rant. <laughs> yes, but everyone's back. I don't know if, oh, I guess, Nick, what's her name, Nicole? Um, Scherzinger. I did read her Wikipedia that she is um, pro-life, which is, you know, it's not illegal to be pro-life, but. Right. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that, but that, okay. Makes, makes sense for the, the hiring pool of the mass singer. That's the pussycat dolls message that life begins at conception. <laughs> um, yeah. It, Ken Jong is the, is the, <laughs> the moral compass for, uh, yes. for, for which we will. I mean, they like it's, so obviously they don't give a shit. They had Sarah Palin on last um, season right. too. So it's like they they're they're uh, they don't give a shit. They're uh, yeah. It's uh it's almost as if uh, all they care about is money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the mass singer isn't like the pinnacle. They they're artistic. Uh, they they're they're sellouts kind of. They're not punk. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Imagine the lead singer of Piss Jeans was on a mass singer. I mean, I'd, I'd turn off my TV and throw up my hands if that happened. Because that, yeah. that'd be, you know. It's the lead singer of Piss Jeans. Hey. <laughs> it was you singing. Uh, uh, it's rock not unusual the to be loved by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Mushroom blew everyone away, blew me away. Very emotional performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was that. on shrooms. Yeah, exactly. What did they sing? I'm, gonna, I'm on the Wikipedia page here, so I can, I can cheat. They sang uh, Unconditionally by Katy Perry. Okay. I didn't recognize the song, I guess. I don't know that one either. Um, but uh, I hope that now I'm thinking everyone loved the performance, myself included, mm-hmm. but hearing that it's a Katy Perry song, I can't help but think that maybe a certain Mr. Russell Brand was sitting at home watching The Masked Singer and he had to turn off the, the show. He, fist. Or yeah. maybe it's Russell Brand that is Mushroom. Maybe. Have they patched things up? Are they cordial, Katy Perry and Russell Brand? Or, uh... I well, I know that Katy Perry is now with Orlando Bloom, Legoliths. Right. And uh, William Turner from uh, the the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. So maybe because Russell Brand sort of models his look after the Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe there is some sort of like, I don't know, subconscious thing there. So maybe she's still in love with him. You remember when, was it last summer or a few years ago, Orlando Bloom hit the headlines because he was like surfing with his penis out and everyone was like, wow, that's a... I can't think of... I can't think of... uh, (laughs) Orlando Bloom without thinking of that picture. Like, it's just so ingrained in my mind. 
Yeah. You can, you know, tell where my mind is at, but that's that's the way that's where I go with if I've seen a celebrity specifically their penis. I've seen a celebrity's penis. It's just it's especially like a, a still image like that. It's like Yeah. Well, you know those you know those news stories about how they there's like there's a 96 year old patient with dementia, but when we play a song from their youth, they you know they light up and they're they're coherent. If I'm not wishing this upon you, but if you make it to be a hundred years old and you have dementia, mm-hmm. I wonder if someone showed you that picture of Orlando Bloom uh, with his penis. If you'd sort of snap back to I'd, yeah, I remember everything that's going around me. Yeah, I, I honestly, yeah. it's happened to me a couple times just uh, while I'm on. Actually, speaking of mushrooms, shrooms. If I'm <laughs> if I'm having a bad trip, I just look at Orlando Bloom's penis, <laughs> and I'm back. Perfect. Um, You're all. Speaking of pe- uh, celebrity penises, I'm hoping Cody does come back at some point because we do need to catch up. You might find this of interest, Mike. You don't watch Survivor, though. You've never watched Survivor, right? I, not for years, no. Not for I'm years. Sorry. Well, there's a, there's a very <clears throat> famous Survivor player, Ozzy, who's played four times, who recently got an OnlyFans, and Cody sub- subscribed to his OnlyFans. So <laughs> we've seen his penis. We're impressed, but Cody has been messaging him and and asking him <laughs> asking him about survivor stuff like are you still friends with so and so and blah 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 and we have not got the update over whether Ozzy has responded to that, so I do really want to get the Ozzy's hog update update. Right. from Cody once he comes back. So um and I did want to just bring it up in case Cody doesn't come because it's starting to look kind of bleak right now. Um and that could be a bombshell for the episode if if you get the answer to uh to that question. It would be it, it would be a huge um thing. I mean my prediction is that Ozzy probably apparently you won't, they only see the message if you gave money to him. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with OnlyFans at all. A little bit. <laughs> um, uh, so if he, so what he was going to do, if we didn't get a message this week, he's going to tip the message this week and ask another question like, are you still friends with Coach or something like that? Now, it's funny that he's not responding because, the, the Survivor Man, I mean, because mm-hmm. I can't imagine he has a huge OnlyFans following, or, or am I wrong? He's one of the sexiest Survivors ever so okay okay i think that um he he probably does especially like in within his first month of joining the site mm. now so okay i take it back i take it back yeah he's and I, I mean in his fourth season i thought he was looking maybe not as as sexy as he was in his first season but I I consulted with a heterosexual woman and she said, no, no, he's looking good. And I said, okay. All right. Um, that's okay. Good. And hmm. I was, I wonder if that woman is subscribed to his OnlyFans. Well, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and imagine you're like, you're considered to be a very sexy man. You put your penis online and then suddenly you get a, a subscriber and you get messages from a, a man in Canada asking questions about. Are you still like, friends with Cody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. Well, you know what? I just thought of this. He, Ozzy, is a restaurant owner. 
now. Okay. So he owns a restaurant and started his OnlyFans during the pandemic. So I'm thinking maybe his restaurant closed. And I'm thinking, hey, that Adamson barbecue guy, he's kind of handsome as well. So maybe that's something you know, he can do. He's kind of a um, hosiery, kind of um, outdoorsy. sexy sort of. Maybe he'll join Letterkenny as a cast member. Yeah, or he'll start his OnlyFans. It's one or the yeah. other. One or the other. He, he's, got, <laughs> he's got two choices. Um, Imagine if the bar- Adamson's barbecue guy, mm-hmm. if they lift off the head of the mushroom costume, and it's him. I was thinking that too. It could yeah. be him, yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, th- then we'd get a good timeline for when this was filmed uh, yeah. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but I doubt that this, this Toronto barbecue scandal is... is do you think it has the reach of? Uh, I, I really the... don't. I think this story, and if you're not listening in Toronto, there this week, there like the biggest story was that a a small business, a barbecue restaurant in the west end of the city, refused to comply with the city's like health uh, guidelines and and was like defiantly continuing to offer indoor dining, and then the police came, and then a bunch of sort of an array of uh, QAnon people, uh, literal neo-Nazis and anti-mask people came to support him. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's divided uh, the city in a very strange fashion that I uh, am not surprised by at all. But uh, at the same time, it is, it's kind of funny to watch as long as people aren't hurting themselves. But uh, I feel like this sort of thing is happening in every city across North America. Like, yeah, it's, they're being divided by people breaking rules and because, you know, there's idiots everywhere. We're getting political here now, but there's uh, yeah. these sort of <clears throat> morons everywhere you go. So we're all surprised by it here because we're in Toronto and we're all <laughs> trying to be polite and, you know, not talk to each other and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, this guy's blatantly breaking the rules. I think uh, in in non, like, ultra passive-aggressive politeness society, I think this all this happened, like, months ago and it's, it's just catching nice. up to Canada right now. We're always behind the curve. In a way, yeah. <laughs> Watching the, the Masked Singer at this time in history, I was like, oh, like America is like falling apart. There are like, you know, there's a disease out, spiraling out of control. People are in, at food banks. There's, no, you know, nothing, no help for anybody. And you turn on the TV and to relax, you get to see a 79-year-old man dress up as a piece of broccoli singing old time rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you hungry. <laughs> Mass Singer nowadays is just making me hungry. Everybody's dressed as food. Yeah, it's not fair. Um, yeah, I mean, what was I going to say? Oh, I did want to say do this because, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Canada in this episode mm-hmm. with Robin Thicke doing an impression of his dad, Alan Thicke, which was pretty yeah. good. I mean, Hey, Robin, that guy's Canadian. That's, that's my attempt. Yeah, do that again. Yeah, you didn't sound, you didn't sound like Alan Thicke to me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I sound like Howard Stern. Hey, Robin. Uh, no, <laughs> hey, Robin, that guy's Canadian. No, I, oh, you I, sounded like Robin Williams there. Hey, Robin. Yes, no, Robin. Yeah. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> well, Robin Thicke's dad used to tell him about Robin Williams all the time. Yeah, 
Robin Thicke is named after Robin Williams. Maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, we, I was thinking of me and, and also Paul Anke is Canadian. I mean, uh, what if, what if there was a, and you, you sometimes do this sort of on your podcast, landlord tenant, <laughs> you do the sort of casting of the Canadian people mm. for if, if, if you're going to do a Canadian version of something. So we get the Canadian version of Mass Singer. Yeah. What do you think? Oh boy. Imagine. Um, okay. So they lift the mask off of uh, mushroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> Canadian musical legend, Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. See, this and, makes sense. Oh, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of also like the Canadian specific people that only Canadians know, like, you know, Mike Bullard or, uh, uh, ben Mulrooney, perhaps. Yeah, 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 and and you could also, speaking of Mulrooney, you could go back and just get a bunch of prime ministers, right? Oh, Elvis Stoiko, <laughs> uh, Kurt Browning. You lift the mask off of uh, uh, jellyfish. It's mm-hmm. um, former Olympic figure skater Kurt Browning, who does yeah. an ad for an insurance company now. Frank D'Angelo could be popcorn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Frank D'Angelo or uh, <coughs> Kathleen Ed the Wynn. Sock. Ed the Sock, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Tanner Zipchen could be one Tanner of them. Tanner Zipchen? Yeah, mm-hmm. from Cineplex. <laughs> we're, we're getting the Canadian Avengers together right now. Imagine if they lifted the head off of uh, um, a crocodile. Yeah. And it's Toronto's famous uh, chair girl who made headlines for throwing a chair off of a, a, like balcony. a, a balcony way up high onto a highway. Mm-hmm. And I believe she's Ukrainian. Wow. Well, that's a bombshell. She's Ukrainian. Is she, was she visiting from Ukraine or was she? I think she's hiding out here. Or I don't know. I think she, she lives here uh, permanently, but she yeah. was born in, in Ukraine, I think. Oh, okay. Or Belarus, one of those places. Interesting. I haven't thought about Chair Girl in a while. I mean, yeah. the whole cast of Leonard Letter Kenny, the whole mm-hmm. cast of Trailer Park Boys, of course, Dan Levy. Yeah. Well, I actually watched the movie with Dan Levy last night. I think he's. Oh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> the the happiest season. I guess he's uh, he's Hollywood famous now. He's 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 been accepted by America as. A right. golden boy for them to cast in their movies now. They, he's, they've taken him from us. Is it a bittersweet comedy or is it a like a gross out comedy? <laughs> or it's a it's a it's a Christmas rom com. It's actually pretty nice. I gave it three okay. stars. But uh, um, and he's I think Dan Levy's pretty funny. He's he's he, I don't think he's doing much of a stretch from his Shit's Creek character, which you were a writer on. Am I am I correct yeah. in that? Br- briefly. Briefly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, so maybe Dan Levy could be the host. No, that would be a change from mm-hmm. having um, Nick Cannon, who's a host who has publicly said some pretty anti-Semitic things. Yeah. Uh, to having a Jewish man. Exactly. That would be yeah. the uh, maybe a slap in the face to Nick Cannon. Absolutely. He'd be yeah. he'd be pissed. <laughs> clenching his microphone yeah. um I'm trying to think of uh, some other good what, what a good judge would be conrad black yeah good he could be a good judge or or one of one of uh 
um, Mike Myers' uh, brothers, Paul Myers or Peter Myers. Yes. Now, Paul Myers is the author, but is Peter the one that worked at Sears and then they got Mike Myers to do a commercial for Sears and then like a month later, Sears went out of business? I don't know that story, but <laughs> maybe it's, it's Mike Myers' fault. It's the curse, the love guru curse. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen the love guru, by the way. Yeah. But I, maybe this winter, hell, we've got lockdown. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of daylight. Maybe I'll take the plunge and watch the love guru. <clears throat> I think uh, it's the one sort of thing that saved me was watching the love guru every day through the, the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's the thing that kept me going. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we're, 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 we're sort of wrapping up here though, Mike, are, are we? Or? Well, we haven't, um, oh, oh, sorry, we have, we talked about mushroom. I wanted to mention something Yeah. that, uh, just to go back to broccoli, I think this episode was all about broccoli, mm -hmm. at least from my POV. When Broccoli was doing his clues package, we talked about how he was horny. Uh, then he mentioned like Vegas and they cut to one of the judges going, for some reason, I don't know how they made the connection. They were like, oh, Jason Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was because of the, uh, they, they went to the, the Jason mask. Oh, okay. Oh, they showed a Jason mask. Yeah, the, the hockey mask, which I think was, a, was supposed to be a, uh, a Canada clue than a, the Jason clue. Um, Jason Alexander. <laughs> I was thinking because uh, I'm a you know a big Jason fan, so I was like, oh, it's Kane Hodder, the guy who played Jason the most. <laughs> I was like, was uh, for, for a second, for a second, I was sure of it, even though Kane Hodder is like this seven foot tall man, and Brock is <laughs> like four feet tall. Has Robert Englund, the former Freddy Krueger, ever been on Masked Singer? I, that would be so good. I would love that. That's a great idea. Thank you. And if, 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 if the Masked Singer was in the 90s or in the 2000s, I think for sure he would be on. That's the sort of thing he would do. Right. Yeah, he's, he, not, he's not proud. He's not, you know. He, yeah, he's, he's very unpretentious. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's an actor, but he's kind of like Shakespearean in a way. But. He's, he's he's the kind of guy that was like this pretty like didn't care no he, standards yeah. low self-esteem <laughs> he'll do anything to in, to base himself if he thinks someone will like him <laughs> yeah yeah the um uh, goes to show you the guy who played the most famous child molester of all time is a fucking fame fame hungry piece of shit <laughs> Um, and I have one more broccoli thing, if, if I can bring this up here. Of course. Um, just before they unmasked broccoli, they did a recap of who all the different judges thought it was. And it was a who's who of old melting men. So at the bottom of the screen, mm -hmm. uh, you saw pictures of Paul Anka, Neil Sedaka, Paul Simon, Ringo Starr, and Wayne Newton. And it was like a horror show. <laughs> Paul Simon looks to be the most melted of them all. Yeah, I mean, Jay Farrow kind of pulled that out of nowhere, Paul Simon, too. I was like, Jay Farrow, come on. Yeah, what the hell was he thinking? Yeah, and you know? like, as if Paul Simon would 
would sing old time of rock and roll and not like a, a Bell and Sebastian <laughs> song or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wayne Newton, I was sort of thinking, oh, that, that makes sense. But somebody also said Bob Newhart and the voice. Sort of <laughs> and they showed his ancient face as well. I would love a show, a singing competition show where it's just men 80 and over. <laughs> the clue was I'm older than the invention of the microwave. Yes. <laughs> uh, Somebody wrote that for him. What a strange him. way to describe uh, your age. And he, like, I don't know, whatever genius they have on the writer's, writer's team, uh, Charlie Kaufman writes, I'm older than the microwave. <laughs> And hands it to Paul Anka. Paul Anka's reading it for the first time and goes like, are you fucking serious? I'm older than a microwave? Fuck you. What is the... Yeah, it's a weird way to, to describe yourself. Yeah. When was the microwave... I looked it up. 1946 or 44 or something like that. It was huh. an even so number. They could have said like, have him say like, I am. I was born a year after World War II. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, something like that. I was born the same day Hitler died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you were saying, you know, all these old men. I was like, yeah, it kind of looks like Trump's cabinet. Well. Yeah, there you go. You're not wrong. All the old droopy men. Um it, it would be a good redemption arc for Rudy Giuliani to go on. Um, Rudy Giuliani, Henry yeah. Kissinger. I'd love to see Henry Kissinger sing, um, I don't know, uh, uh, Elton John. Superstition. By yeah, Steve that'd be Wonder. great. Yeah. Um, oh, I did want to bring up uh, uh, Jay Farrow's guest, Al, Al Roker. He was, I think he was joking a bit when he, he said He was Al. joking a bit when he <laughs> said his black meter didn't go off, which got a big pop. But uh, yeah. Um, American Thanksgiving and all this stuff uh, made me think of the, the big Twitter thing that went around last year at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, Al Roker being chased around by a butter, uh, a stick of butter. Do you remember this? No. Uh, I'll send it to you when we're done, but it, it is a, um, so the, there was a running gag in his coverage of the Thanksgiving Day Parade <coughs> last year where a man in a mascot costume similar to Mass Singer um, but it was butter and it was like a big stick of butter and it said butter and he kept like running up to Al Roker and being like oh it's that butter again <laughs> and then one time he slaps him and goes get out of here you butter <laughs> was the joke about that, that Al Roker couldn't resist the butter because he had once been a larger man or was it I think so it was, was just like every time butter? he'd be trying to like talk about the the floats and stuff and then butter would run on screen and be like ah wow yeah and the classic like, oh, joke. here's that butter again <laughs> i if i had been al roker in that situation trying to do my job and i kept being harassed by butter i would have i would have gone berserk and i would have just like attacked the butter tore it limb from limb you know what i mean <laughs> shot them with a gun <laughs> I would have yeah, waited till the butter had its back to me. I would have fired six shots into the back of the butter. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, Michael, do you want to talk to uh, our listeners about the landlord <coughs> pod mess? 
Yes, now entering its 17th year of podcasting fun. Uh, no, the, land, the Landlord and Tenant Podmaster is a podcast that I do with uh, comedian James Hartnett. Who's getting into Survivor, by the way. So I got to bring him on this show to talk oh. about Survivor. Oh, that, that'd be fun. Did you, has has he, he never talk- done it before? We haven't because I, he just sort of got into Survivor, right? Right. Over the last... And we haven't talked about Survivor on this fucking podcast in months. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I want to get him on to talk about his uh, his his journey, his survivor journey. Well, we we do a show where uh, there's a bit of a premise, but it's a comedy show where James plays my terrible landlord, and I play his vulnerable but lovable and sexy tenant, and we argue and we do fun fun little skits. But then we also uh, talk to different comedians or musicians or or other podcasters, and we just have. A, a whole heap of fun. Oh yeah, I was on uh, earlier on this year. It was very fun. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have anything big planned for American Thanksgiving? <clears throat> for the for uh, the podcast or for for your uh, own life in Toronto? I'm probably gonna cook a chicken breast and some. Uh, we have some old sweet potatoes that we need to get rid of, so I'll probably do that. Yeah. Oh, I do want to plug uh, for the listeners. Um, I, f- I wanted to do this at the beginning of the episode, but uh, uh, I have a movie coming out. Have you heard about Elfing Around, Mike? <laughs> I have, yes. <laughs> so it's my feature length movie that I made out of uh, stock photos, and it's um, coming out next week on Thursday. So Wednesday at midnight. So uh, mark your calendars, everybody, on YouTube. You can find it on my Twitter and all that stuff. I'm going to premiere the hell out of it so just um take a look at that and more coverage and lots of stuff coming soon so i'm, I'm excited for people to see it how long is the movie 80 minutes <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a, an undertaking congratulations yeah thank you uh it's uh it was um uh a lot of work, but it was fun work. And next week, actually, we're going to take a break from The Masked Singer and we're just going to do a deep... It was, this was my idea. But we're going to do a deep dive and Cody's going to Mark Marin style interview me about uh, uh, elfing around. Damn. Sort of like when Mark Marin uh, interviewed Louis C.K. about Horace and Pete. <laughs> uh, or when he interviewed President Obama. And I remember uh, Mark Marin at one point asked like, so, so man, were you, before you came on the show, were you nervous about it? And Obama was like, Mark, I'm the president of the United States of America. It'd be pretty sad if I was nervous about coming on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) you open like up like this to anyone before? (laughs) What was your, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've been, uh, sometimes, you know, looking at Instagram when I get up in the morning and seeing that every morning Mark Marin has a Instagram live stream where he Whoa. opens it by yelling at his cat and then talks to his phone for an hour. Does he ever play some some rock and blues guitar? He does. He does. Yes, he plays the blues on his guitar on his yeah. Instagram live stream. I should do that. You should turn everything you do into that just yeah. this podcast your movie yeah mark Marin should go on mass singer and then he brings out his blues guitar 
The first man ever to play the guitar and mass singer is podcaster and comedian Mark Marin. Here's Blues Milk Carton. And this is a milk carton with a blues guitar. <laughs> milk carton. It says missing my cat, <laughs> Buster. Um, do you have cats? No. Sorry, I'm sort of I'm sort of stalling. I just I want like I want Cody to come in last minute and be like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. But I, I honestly you doubt should, that's going to happen. When you put the episode out, you should do one of those things in the show notes where you're like, skip to 50, 50 minutes and 25 seconds where I ask Mike, do you have cats? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. There, well, there was a kitty cat on, the, on, uh, on uh, what's it called? The uh, Mass Singer last season. So it also you know, works out with this. Do you remember who it was underneath the mask? I think it was a TikToker. Okay. Or uh, some Instagram influencer, Jojo Siwa or something like that. Right. Um, which I believe is jellyfish is probably, we didn't talk about jellyfish, but jellyfish is probably some sort of Instagram influencer that I've never heard of. Oh, did we not even talk about jellyfish? Oh, well. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, uh, this, this group, oh. we know that this group, was like a wash they're a bit more fun than the other ones but they're not as talented like the other the other uh groups like popcorn and seahorse and sun they're actually really good singers like i would whoever they are i'd pay to see them we think popcorn is actually sydney Lawfer, so uh that's uh, no slouch interesting well i do have a note here i made for jellyfish that while Jellyfish was singing a Dua Lipa song, an ad popped up on the bottom <clears throat> of the screen for a new episode of The Good Doctor. I think that was a clue. <laughs> Maybe the singer is autistic. Just like yeah, or it's Freddie Highmore. Imagine that. Yeah. The first Irish masked singer contestant. Yeah. Well, maybe The Good Doctor was a clue because... Sia is in the news right now because she refused to cast a, an autistic person to play somebody in her movie mm -hmm. about autism. Yeah. And Freddie Highmore, of course, is a non-autistic person playing an autistic doctor. So it's like, oh, maybe the clue is there and it's Sia. I would love that. That It all seems to hold together. That, it's a bit of a stretch, but it's the kind of thing, you know, yeah. they have to, you know. Oh, I did want to just ask. What did you think of Ken Jong as just like a, a TV personality? Like, I think he's pretty good at his job. He was yeah, yeah. Sorry. It, Jay Farrow sort of took his sort of like comic relief character mm -hmm. uh, like most of the time this, this week. But Ken Jong usually is, is like the main star of the show. Yeah, I think he's great. He pops on camera. He provides levity when the other, it allows the other hosts to get uh, dark or deep. <laughs> And he can always pull them back and go like, whatever. And he can get existential and nihilistic. Yes. Like Robin Thicke can like pull a gun to his head and like look in the camera and go like, I'm going to pull the trigger. And Ken Jong is like, come on. Come on, Robin. We're, we're just here to have some fun. Oh, he's a and, bit of a downer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he shows his penis on camera sometimes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Like I said, it's ingrained in my mind. I just can't look at Ken Jong without thinking of the hangover. Yeah. And the Hangover Three. Um, anyway, um, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. And and again, uh, sorry for all the, the the difficulties we've had with getting you on. 
Oh, I'm no so, problem. I'm so glad Thanks we finally me. did it, though. This was fun. Yeah, I had a great time. And, um, you know, the gods tried to stop us. But, um, well, look who's laughing now, gods. Well, and we'll have to have you on again sometime to, you know, so you can talk to Cody about the, all this. Oh, I'd love it. And uh, you can get the update on Ozzy's penis from uh, OnlyFans. Can't wait to hear. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks. See you later, everybody. Thanks for listening. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. Bye-bye. Woo! What an epi. Yeah, sorry again, I couldn't be there. I've let all of you merge heads down. I let Michael Balazzo down. I let Joel down. But I didn't let Ozzy down. Still subscribe to Ozzy. He sent me more messages, but it, it completely ignored mine. Um, he said uh, he sent another one that was like, you guys asked for it. Here's a picture of my ass or whatever. And then he sent a deep throat video. Um, I didn't pay for either of them, uh, but I will send him more messages. I will tip on the next ones. What should I send Ozzy to get him to respond to us? Should Ozzy come on the podcast? Wouldn't that be exciting? Talk about his hog in person. Promote his OnlyFans. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get more Ozzy uh, updates next week as I interview Joel about his new movie. Thanks for listening. Love you.